0: Starting February 3rd, tune in to WJCU's 88.7 FM and embrace a journey to the Asian Pacific Americans' culture and events happening in Northeast Ohio. Join us every Sunday on WJCU's 88.7 FM at 7 p.m. with Asia Town Voice, the only on-air radio about your community in Cleveland. Asiatown Voice, the voice of the Asian Pacific American community in Northeast Ohio. Asiatown Voice is on Sunday at 7 p.m. on WJCU's 88.7 FM radio.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, to tonight's segment of Asiatown Voice. To tell you a little bit about it, Asiatown Voice is an hour-long radio segment, and it gives the Asian community a voice to be heard. It also tells you what's going on around Asiatown, lots of fun places to be and places to eat. We want to thank WJCU for giving us this opportunity to share our cultural diversity. Please tune in Sundays from 7 to 8 p.m. at 88.7 FM. My name is Yin Tang. Here is Johnny Wu. Hello. Today our guests are Jennifer and Rachel. You guys want to tell us a little bit about yourselves?
0: Sure. Um, My name is Jennifer Liu. I am, well, me and Rachel are both co-presidents of Motivations for Cleveland. Nice. And we'll tell you a little bit about that later. But um, I was born and raised here in Cleveland. I am 100% Chinese can't tell by my voice or most likely even (laughs) by my looks because most people tell me I look Hawaiian. Really? Yeah, because I have like the big eyes and the big face and, (laughs) you know, people just don't see it. And I'm tan and that just throws it all off, I think. But, um, yeah, I love Cleveland. Been here all my life. I've never left. I even went to Cleveland State University Mm -hmm. and got a degree in marketing. How do you like
1: the weather? (laughs) Okay, so I love Cleveland for
0: about nine months out of the year.
1: Yeah. And uh, I'm not I a agree. big
0: fan oh. of the snow. I did get an all-wheel drive car, so that helps. Oh, good. But I don't embrace snow
1: in any way. Well, it's a lot smarter than me. I've been in Cleveland for most of my life, since I was three. And, of course, I had to get a rear-wheel drive, and, you know, that doesn't work for the winter months. So, <laughs> Yeah, no Aww. kidding. Well, Rachel, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself?
2: Sure. Um, so, like Jennifer said, I'm the co-president of Motivations for Cleveland, Um I've actually only been in Cleveland for about two and a half years. I grew up on the west side of Michigan in a little small town called Hudsonville. Um, it's outside Grand Rapids. It's about six hours away from Cleveland.
1: You're not a football fan, are you? I am a football fan. Oh, let's not go there then.
2: <laughs> yeah, so anyway, getting to that. Um, <laughs> so I went to University of Michigan for undergrad and pharmacy school. Um, mm-hmm. So go blue. Go <laughs> oh, red. Oh. <laughs> oh no, anyway. Um, And so when I came out of pharmacy school, um, I applied to jobs kind of all over the country um, and didn't think I would actually get a job at the Cleveland Clinic. Um, Mm -hmm. And then they offered. And so I knew nothing about Cleveland at all. I knew it was somewhere in Ohio. But, (laughs) you know, all I knew is, like, there was a really good hospital there. Um, Moved to Cleveland. Um, Yeah, didn't didn't know Seoul. Um, and then Googled Asian American professionals in Cleveland and came up, came up with the motivations website. Right. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where my love of Cleveland began.
3: <laughs> so do you still like Cleveland after the snow and everything?
2: I do. I do. I mean, like, cause I grew up on like Lake Michigan, so we get a lot of lake effect snow. Um. So I'm, I'm used to the snow. I wish it was warmer. My brother lives in L.A., so he keeps wanting me to move out there. Yeah. But uh,
0: My I brother know. lives in L.A., too. That's really? crazy. What a small uh-huh. world. <laughs> you know,
3: we, we, we definitely yeah. don't want you guys to live this Cleveland because uh-huh. if you guys you know, move out to this city, then we're going to m- miss a lot of professionals here. A young, <laughs> young professional <laughs> like you make this Cleveland very exciting. Mm. Right? we yeah. Don't
1: worry. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> My entire family's here. I'm kind of trapped
3: here. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no. my fam- most of my
1: family's here too. Yeah. Cleveland's pretty
3: nice. So, what is Motivations?
0: Well, Motivations is a uh, organization that focuses on developing a v- vibrant Asian community. Uh, we promote the attraction and retention of Asian American professionals, um, and sometimes it's young professionals. And a lot of th- the things that we focus on is developing leadership skills uh, professional development Uh, we do a lot of networking and uh, civic involvement as well
2: yeah so it's a great group um so we're we just kind of try to bring the the asian community together um just because like a lot of uh young professionals move to the cleveland area um, in the suburbs but they don't really know each other so it's a great um community organization
1: I think you guys do a picnic every year, right? We do. Yeah, Ooh. we do our annual yeah. barbecue over <laughs> in Edgewater
0: Park. And um, it's been growing every year. I think last yeah. mm-hmm. year we had over 70 members show up. Wow. Wow. Awesome. lots of people. Mm-hmm. Lots of people, lots of food. We provide, um, you know, the typical barbecue, hot dogs, burgers. And then we nice. have a big group of people love to go and play volleyball. Mm-hmm. And just great time, good music. And good you home. said it was on
1: Edgewater Park? Yeah, Edgewater Park in mm-hmm. August. Oh. Time frame because I know I was invited to the last two, but I never got to go. I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> so um, what is pontooning? And do you guys do pontooning? Just kind of a random question. Pontooning? I just, uh, I apparently really it's, you can do it on the lake. I, I had somebody ask me if I've ever been because they found out I was from Cleveland and we have Lake Erie right here. Yeah. Like I don't know what pontooning is.
0: I don't know what pontooning is either. Mm. I mean, I know that we Drag? do that. The jack. I have no boat.
3: idea. <laughs> yeah, the only thing I know is dragon boat. Yeah. yeah. So well, when when did our motivation started?
1: Dragon boats, right?
2: Uh, that was in 2002 okay.
1: in May. Oh wow! So it's,
0: it's
3: quite some time. We recently,
0: yeah. yeah, last year we had our 10 year anniversary wow.
3: party. So Congratulations.
1: So how many people do you usually get to participate with the dragon boat races?
0: Last year we had, uh, we actually had so many people that we had to get two boats. Oh, nice. So I think each boat holds 22 people. Yeah. okay. And mm -hmm. so we had two boats going,
1: which was great, yeah. Mm -hmm. So what happens if somebody wants to join their dragon boat race? Like, what does it entail? Uh, Lots of practice. (laughs) I think
0: they went to training Mm -hmm. every week, every Sunday. Mm -hmm. Um, I think they went to training. And even when it got closer time to the race, they were going two to three times a week. And I heard that it's an extremely good workout. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, a lot of upper arm strength. You know, everybody's <laughs> got to row together, so a lot of synchronization. And on the day of the races, there's there's multiple races. So mm-hmm. they want a, as many people on the teams as they can get because not everybody can row that much in right, multiple right. races in a row. So gotcha. uh, they like to switch out the people to play.
2: Yeah, and I think it's crazy because, like, um, like, people come from – like all over the country there was even like a team from toronto that mm-hmm. was um no way. competing and huh. yeah so it's not just like a cleveland race it's like a all over the country race so who knew dragon boat was so popular but <laughs> i guess yeah. it is
1: so. <laughs> well if you're asian american and you don't want to join a team or a, a gym you should join the uh, motivations dragon yeah, race team there you, so. go. you don't
0: even have to be asian american We're oh. taking anybody <laughs> <laughs> these days. anybody <laughs> all
1: right sign up <laughs>
3: So you, you, uh, is uh, motivation typically me get together once a month or, or just?
0: Uh, the management team does get together once a month to help mm-hmm. with the planning and everything. Uh, we are definitely growing and we're starting to try to offer more and more events per month. So uh, we're getting into about two to three events per month wow. for our members. So that's the way that they would. Come and enjoy some of the fun things that Cleveland has to offer, as well as engage with some of the other
1: members and make new friends. So, so uh, what are you guys doing today for the Lunar New Year? So, we just had a dinner at Liwa.
2: Um, oh, there's nice. ten courses. I mm-hmm. mean, um, you know, Liwa is always good food. Mm-hmm. Um, it started at five, and um, they even had like a dragon dance that came in. And, oh wow! Yeah, it was a great, great community. Do you mm-hmm. guys
1: have any uh, traditions that you celebrate with your family for Lunar New Year or anything? Yeah, like dumplings, huh? <laughs> firecrackers, and yeah, every every year my
0: family gets to get you know we all get together and we eat um, a, probably another ten course meal. of so- There's like so much food my mom makes and. Um, Mm-hmm. I used to know the name. It's a type of mushroom, but our family calls it monkey hair. But I <laughs> oh, guess it's, yeah. it's that tradi- Yeah, it's that traditional yeah. meal. And they make it with like the, the pig feet and everything. Right. So, yeah, we that's that's the signature dish that has to be there at every every year, and we love it. That's our favorite.
2: Yeah, we have the hair dish too. Yeah. The monkey hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't. Uh, I haven't been home for. I don't know how many, uh, maybe since I I left uh, for college. Um, but um, well, my family, what we used to do was just like we would just, you know, have a nice dinner at home, have have the hair dish, <laughs> you know, call our grandparents, say Happy New Year, and yeah. you know, yeah. I think like like as you get older, it's not as much. But I remember when we were small, we go to Chinese school. And then we have to always have, like, some kind of performance, you uh, know, like the Chinese New Year.
1: <laughs> and Rachel, are you Chinese, mm-hmm. too? Yes, yes.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So f- uh, for all the listeners right now that, that's been listening into uh, this ch- program, uh, today is the Chinese New Year. Right?
0: Ding, 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 Yes. 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 Yeah, so and I got money. I need drums. Where are my drums? I got money from my parents <laughs> today in a red envelope yeah, because I, I am not married. Ooh. Right. So that worked out in my favor. I don't know if I w- ever want to get married because <laughs> I'm just enjoying <laughs> my free money right now. Yes, <laughs> but um, yeah, I just I get money in exchange for saying "gung hai fat choy." Very cool.
3: nice. I'm all for it. And I think uh, <laughs> yesterday Asia Plaza had a, uh, a, a lun- uh, lunar New Year celebration, and today Asia Town Center is still going on, right? Yes,
1: yeah. uh, I believe Asian Town Center has their their two day event. It was yesterday and today, and uh, today uh, later we are also doing an event at the Solon High School with the CCCCA. Um, the performance is already over, but the dinner's still going on till about 9 p.m.
3: So I guess all of, all of us can go over there once we're done here, right?
1: Yes, the party will go on and on. Oh, I just mm-hmm. had a 10-course meal. I'm full. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way I'm going to be able to eat some more food. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, they also have dancing, too. Oh, yeah. good. You have to dance yeah. more. <laughs> oh. sweat a little bit and Work off that more. food. Yep, yeah, there you, go. Y- you will not believe some of the grandparents that, that danced there in the last couple of years. It's insane. They, just, they move around like, you know, the kids have trouble keeping up with them.
0: Oh, that's good. <laughs> good for them. <laughs> Healthy.
3: So what have uh, motivation or you guys have planned for this year, since this is the year of the snake?
0: <laughs> well, uh, for this year, I mean, we have a lot of events, again, like we said, that um, are coming up. We are going to be planning a lot of Discover Cleveland tours, which are tours that allow our members to take a look at – what some of the businesses, local businesses that we have here. That way, it would encourage networking. They can uh, see some of the businesses that might be hiring. Maybe they'll like some of the facilities that they have. And it's mm-hmm. a bus behind the scene tours. So we've done plane Dealer. We've done tours at WKYC. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had tours at GE Lighting, Lubrizol, um, Lincoln Electric. So, and then over the next you know few months, we're going to be hosting a lot more of those tours. Uh, We want to try to make it quarterly at least, at least one tour quarterly. And in March, uh, on March 14th, we're going to be having a happy hour Mm -hmm. for the Cleveland International Film Festival because we sponsor, yeah, we sponsor a movie every year Mm -hmm. and the Cleveland International Film Festival is from April 3rd to the 14th, so... We're going to have that happy hour on March fourteenth to raffle off some free tickets to nice. go and see some of the movie, see the movie that we sponsored there.
3: Which we're not allowed to say yet at this. Oh, point, we're
0: not. Uh, I was no. just going to ask.
1: No, so yeah. <laughs> no. we cannot release
3: any movies uh, title until March first. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. No. Uh, every organization has, uh, is are sponsoring one movie. So. Oh okay. Like hmm. Sweet.
0: We always collaborate real closely with the Cleveland Asian Festival. So right. the Cleveland mm-hmm. Asian Festival is in May eighteenth. Through the 19th yep. so we have a lot of volunteers there we have our own booth as well mm-hmm. uh, so that's exciting for us it's always a big event for the Asian community every year and we're going to start engaging in a lot more volunteer activities mm-hmm. for our members uh, we did an event with MedWish mm-hmm. a couple months ago where we had some of our volunteers go to package up some medical supplies for third world countries mm-hmm. And now we're going to be looking into giving our members tutoring opportunities to help with uh, students of all ages and in all different subjects. We'll pair them up, or we'll go to an organization that pairs them up, and that'll give them another opportunity to engage with the community.
3: That's pretty cool. That's pretty good.
1: All right. Well, thank you, ladies, for sharing. So for some of our listeners out there who might be uh, interested in joining Motivations, how would they go about that process? Sure. Um, so
2: if you just go to our website, motivations.org, mm-hmm. um, there's a link on there um, just to join us. And that's all it is. <laughs> there's, there's no fee, you know. Um, so that's how we, um, I guess, differ from different organizations um, mm-hmm. is that we don't charge our members a fee. So it's completely free. Just fill out the form and we add you onto the list. Now, that was simple.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Is there any, like, prerequisites? I mean, do you have to work in a certain field or something? No,
0: well, we we pretty much wise. accept everybody, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no. Mm-hmm. I know that we say that we're a young professionals organization, but we do accept people of all ages, especially because when you think about it, networking, mm-hmm. the best people to kind of get in touch with are the people that are more experienced in the field.
3: Gotcha. So
0: young professionals aren't going to have that kind of experience, and they're going to want to tap into the larger net, the people that do have a lot of experience and have the larger networks. Right. So we do accept people of all ages, and we're not even that um, discriminatory either. We'll If you you know just have an interest in the culture and want to promote and help us in engaging in our events that we offer, mm-hmm. more than welcome to accept anybody of all
1: races even. Now, so. do you have like a creed or like a mission statement that you follow by? Well, we just... We do, and it's
0: just promoting the attraction and retention of Asian American professionals through leadership and professional development, networking, and civic involvement. Gotcha
1: so <laughs> I guess I wasn't listening, and you caught me. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay
0: but yeah we you know we we just try to do our best to get our members mm-hmm. as engaged as possible in mm-hmm. each of these areas, yeah. so we host all kinds of events
1: what? What kind of events like, uh, do you, do you do like that? Uh, let me, let me think of the best way to phrase this. It's like, uh, cause I'm thinking it's a lunar new year time. You know, a lot of people have fond memories of their childhood. Do you try to, you know, recreate that certain kind of environment with your friends through motivations or I guess what I'm trying to say is like for your, for your lunar new year dinner, like how do you share a lot of your past and your personal experiences? Well, um.
0: You know, some people, well, you know, the lion dancing is always a nice tradition. It's not something Mm -hmm. that anybody shares at home. Nobody has lion dancing at home. But some of the meals I'm sure people do relate to, Mm -hmm. especially because usually when you go to a Chinese restaurant and they serve the 10-course meal, Mm -hmm. it's typically what is served at a lot of Chinese weddings and Mm -hmm. a lot of just big events like that for Asian people. So I think that they always relate to that and they're always reminded of that kind of food. Mm -hmm. But... We don't really, we just get along, we just Mm -hmm. talk and socialize and have a good time.
2: Yeah, and I think it's like a, it's a good way just to get together. I mean, Mm -hmm. because like, um, I feel like in a lot of the years past, um, the Lunar New Year dinners are actually just people who want to really celebrate Lunar New Year. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, maybe they don't have any family around, you know, so it's just a way to bring people together and eat together and. You know, really celebrated the New Year.
3: So, so it, it are it, it, is either one of you guys have a, a fond memory f- for Chinese New Year, Lunar New Year celebrations? Like, uh, whether or not something that your family do, especially for your own for your family.
2: Um, in my family, we eat clementines. <laughs> Yay! So, <that's> <laughs> that's the book. so yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know how other families are, but um, for my family, it means good luck. So we always go out buy about two cases of Clementine's.
1: Yes <laughs> <laughs> and eat them. <laughs> so: You know what's really yeah. good is uh, clementine tea, and I actually Ooh. I came up with this. I, I think I was sick, and I was trying to put vitamin C somehow into my tea. And you'd have to take like really old poor tea, which is like the, the brick tea. Um, if you don't know what it is, you can Google it. it's P-U-E-R. And uh, if you just take that tea and you make it really thick and you mm-hmm. take two clementines and you kind of strain out all the juices into this tea mm-hmm. and you put a couple drops of honey in there to just, just sweeten a little bit yeah. and you can even like boil it with ginger at this point because you're not really going to taste the ginger. It makes some really good tea. Really? So wow. and if you can huh. even add some brown sugar if you like. Uh-huh. And that's a stay healthy tip from <laughs> <laughs> Yin. Well, what about you, Jennifer? Do you have any stories to share about, you know, your childhood and Lunar New Year? Uh, well,
0: when I was a child, Lunar New Year was my favorite holiday of them all. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> you know, we, we had a, we used to own a restaurant and all of our family would get together at the restaurant. We, you know, it was after hours after the restaurant had closed, we'd invite everybody over and all of the cousins would be there. Mm-hmm. It was like this big celebration that we had. We'd cook a fantastic meal and all of us little kids would just run around and play and All my aunts, uncles, and my parents were there, and they're all handing out that money, and that's our favorite time. That was was my favorite part. And so, you know, back when we were little, that was always the best part, the best time of the year. It was almost like Christmas for us. Yeah. Yeah, I loved it. It How much money
3: do you guys each have gotten the most? (laughs) I'm Um, curious. That's (laughs) confidential.
0: (laughs) I mean, when I was little, it was, see, that's that's the tough question because, you know, when you're little, everybody, I was getting more, I was getting money from more people, but less amount because I was little. So I was probably getting like $5, $10 from everybody. But now, so it might've totaled up to like a hundred, but now I only get it from my parents mm-hmm. and it they'll just give me like a hundred. So that's all I get. Mm-hmm. So it's probably like equivalent every year. Wow. It's just a matter of whether I was getting it from more people or just my parents now. Well, you got
2: more than my family. <laughs> my, my parents just gave me those half dollar, yeah. you know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you generally want everybody to think that, you know, somebody else gave you more, then they're embarrassed, then they end up giving you more money, and then you just kind of, yep. that's why I don't like to
3: tell. I <laughs> usually uh, tell my parents. I say, oh, you know, this guy, mm-hmm. this person uh, well, gave me t- uh, <laughs> this amount of You money. can tell
1: your parents, and then you, when you get older, you find out it's because your parents actually have to give k- their kids the same amount of money, you yep. know, just mm-hmm. not to be embarrassed, so. Well, it is going into the Year of the Snake. Today is the first day of the Year of the Snake. And a little fun fact that most people don't know about the Chinese New Year is that you actually celebrate for 15 days. Now, um, I worked briefly in China after I graduated, and I actually had three weeks off. And I easily took another week off without any deduction in pay, which I thought was totally awesome at the time. And I went and traveled to visit my mother's family in China. I was staying with my father's family. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked in Shanghai. So I was able to spend a month in the middle of my internship because it was Lunar New Year with my other side of the family just four-hour flight away. So I thought that was pretty cool. And uh, you're supposed to celebrate and appreciate the beginnings of life and uh, having a good harvest for the next year during this 15-day period. And one of the foods that you're supposed to eat is the round dumpling, which is sometimes filled with sweet sesame or red bean paste, which is also sweet, or um, some of them have a meat filling as well. And the reason that they're round is uh, it's supposed to help you have a smooth year, like, without any bumps in the road. So they give you, like, a smooth ball dumpling, almost. They actually call it yuanxiao, so... (laughs) Mm -hmm. And another food you're supposed to eat is niangao, which is a sticky rice cake. And, um... I can't figure out how to really make a comparison. Any um, Western snacks? I guess a blondie bar, but like really sticky and with no peanut butter? No, no. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, that wouldn't be a good comparison. But it's supposed to help. It's a little bit sweet and it's sticky. And it's supposed to help have uh, sweetness and your experiences stick with you throughout the year. Oh, so, okay. That's yeah, a good facts. Bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. Some fun facts about that. And a little bit about the year of the snake. Um, once when I was teaching um, at the uh, Families with Children from China in Akron, uh, when I had to leave that position, because school was getting crazy, uh, one of the mothers gave me a book. And in this book, it was um, it had the 12 zodiacs, and it also gave us little stories for each of the zodiac symbols. And one of the stories in there was for the Year of the Snake, and it was called Bai Shezuan, which um, if you're Chinese and you used to watch Chinese soap operas back in the 90s, you know that they had a really, really long you know, uh, series uh, for this entire story. But long story short, essentially um, the story of the white snake is that there was a white snake spirit, which was, uh, I guess, um, I don't know how you explain them because they're not really ghosts. They're not really different creatures, I guess, like anamorphs, if anything else. It's but
3: It's basically animals who who obtain many years of uh, training, meditation, and they become semi-god. Like the, um, you know, like Hercules and and so on.
1: Well, actually, it's an Animorphs, like the old children's books, but never mind. But your explanation is much better, Johnny. (laughs) (laughs) So, So, yes, uh, what Johnny said, um, these are creatures that are enlightened, and they're able to morph from their animal body into human forms. And um, what happened with this story, I'm trying to remember...
3: She Um, fell in love with a uh, a human.
1: Yes, and he was a pharmacist. Yes, or was he a doctor? (laughs) (laughs) It's actually it's a
3: peasant, and there is a uh, and unfortunately, in the saying, there is a taboo of having a semi-god and a human being made together. So a monk Mm. in the from a very distant mountain Mm -hmm. found out about it and tried to discipline the snake and put the snake under the big mountain under the rock.
1: Oh, so he tried to put a curse on the mountain and, and keep her under yeah, the mountain. but
3: I guess um, I can't remember the, the end of the story because I see so many versions. I of it. know there's there's <laughs>
1: many different yeah. versions of the story, but um, the version that I remember was how they met. Um, the the man had uh, he stumbled upon some riches. And uh, a neighboring rich man was jealous and said that the the poor man stole them, so he imprisoned them. But during this time, this rich man got bitten by a a random snake. And the white snake um, had actually been saved by this poor man before, so she came to help him, and she gave him an antidote for the snake bite. And uh, the poor man gave it to the rich man and saved his life, so the rich man in turn was indebted to him. And then he came into some trouble, and then the poor man you know, he got elevated to being a doctor and a pharmacist, and he just kept getting himself into more trouble. But the snake, because he had saved the snake's life, she had fallen in love with him, and she Mm kind of transformed herself into a human to be by his side and to try to protect him and to help him through all his problems. So, And I guess that says a little bit about the uh, personalities, about people born the year of the snake. And those of you, if you want to know what year you were born, take 2013, and um, if you are an increment of 12 from this year, you were born the year of the snake. I know that doesn't really help. I just haven't done the math, the calculator. <laughs> 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 so I guess if you were born in 2001, you are also born the year of the snake. Or
3: 2011. Is it, wait.
1: No. No. <laughs> <laughs> you're right, you're right. Wow. wow. And we're all Asian in here. Shouldn't we be really good at math? <laughs>
3: Mm The lucky number for the snake is two, four, seven, and nine. Mm -hmm. Uh, Monday is the lucky day of the week for snakes. Mm -hmm. Lucky color is yellow or red. Mm -hmm. Uh, You're not compatible with tiger or pig. You're Mm -hmm. compatible with ox or roosters. Mm -hmm. Oh,
0: and I'm an ox. Come on, snakes! (laughs) (laughs) Bring them on.
3: So how how does this work? Since we are celebrating Lunar New Year and. uh, Uh, westernized valentine's coming out the 14. yes so Mm -hmm. how are you celebrating both on the same day are you asking me asking everybody here
1: oh well no i have a final on valentine's day (laughs) 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 no i'm sorry i have an exam not a final
3: what about rachel and jennifer
2: uh, i think they're two separate holidays <laughs> yeah <laughs> you yeah. know lunar new year is separate from valentine's day mm-hmm. i'll be spending it with my boyfriend so
0: <laughs> yeah yeah i mean lunar, we don't celebrate lunar new year out here for 15 days you know we don't get 15 days right. off of work for it, <laughs> so, um yeah i i'm gonna celebrate lunar new year on the you know this weekend only mm-hmm. and for valentine's day i'm sure i'll be, i'll be doing something with the boyfriend I'll leave it up to him to surprise me. <laughs> or if I don't get a surprise, he's out the door. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> this is a warning.
3: <laughs> so hopefully he's not—he's listening to this, right?
0: Yeah, hopefully, because he needs to come up with some good
1: ideas this year. <laughs> We're actually postponing our Valentine's Day to the 16th. Because it's wow. like, oh, no, there's too much going on. Ah. Wow. It's, it's usually pretty crazy around this time of year, because mm. not only do you have to celebrate with your family, you have your family friends, and then nope, there's yeah. the people you work with, and... It just is a lot of celebrating. Oh, yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. So we're going to take a little break here and let mm-hmm. you listening to Ira Kumar's, another music of his. Uh, He's the one who also opened for, the, uh, for Asian Town Voice, the opening song that you just heard was actually from him. And we'll be back.
1: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. That was just Arya Kumar. He is a doctor at the Cleveland Clinic, and I guess even doctors need hobbies. He does music on the side and some pretty amazing stuff.
3: Yeah, so. definitely very amazing stuff. So now we have um, we have here with us uh, Motivations Co-President Jennifer Liu and Rachel Ng. So um, recently you guys have a state of motivations. So would you like to enlighten us a little bit? What is that about?
1: Because I have no idea. <laughs> sure,
2: um, so we have the same motivations on January 24th, and it's just a way that we meet together once a year um, to just brainstorm about ideas, um, you know, what professional events can we have, you know, what community events can we have, you know, what networking events we can have. And it's a really a good way to let members who, you know, are not part of the board to really speak up, speak up. You know, speak you know, tell their ideas. And it's also a good way for people who are new to the group to really um, understand who we are and what we do. Um, so it was, it was a really good event. We had a lot of people show up. Um, and, like, for instance, um, from our past Day of Motivations events, uh, we came up with Communications, which is our public speaking series that we've had uh, for a, a year now. Um, and it focuses on um, just really developing public speaking skills uh, for our members and that came out as state of motivations events so yeah it's just a way to really brainstorm and gather ideas from our members and
3: so how many board members there is for motivations
0: oh good oh. question mm-hmm.
3: um who are them
0: well we have well me and rachel are mm-hmm. the co-presidents and we have w who is the Director of Professional Development. We have Barbara Lum, who is the Director of Events. Alex Alarcon is the Director of Membership. Uh, We have Allison Lee, who's our treasurer. Director of Social Media is Livian Lowe. Did I miss anybody? Pinky. Pinky Pirouette is the Director of Communications, so she handles our newsletter.
3: Is is that her real name, Pinky?
0: I think so. Uh, she I, didn't I'm tell a, us otherwise, so I, I'm, I'm going to go with, sure. yes.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, pretty cool name. Yeah, oh. And then we do have a few uh, project managers as well. There's
3: no help. vice presidents then?
2: No, just two co-presidents. Okay. Mm-hmm.
3: Is there any any ever you guys fight for power? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: no, no, we're pretty easy <laughs> going. And in fact, we were just lucky enough that we get along very well and we mm-hmm. share usually when something does arise with an issue we act- tend to have the same views on it so awesome. no issues yet but if there ever was I'm ready for that cat fight in the <laughs> parking lot <laughs> <laughs>
3: With all the members you have right now so far, uh, uh, what kind of concern most of your members has been uh, uh, projecting their, you know, their, their voice about or raising their voice about or do, is there any kind of concerns?
0: Are there any concerns for us when they raise their voice, you say I
3: mean no, no, no I mean for the for your members to worry about you know their their state of jobs professionalism in, in Cleveland and such, were there some kind of a concern mm-hmm. with that kind of perspective um,
2: I mean like from our state of motivations event, I know some of the members talked about how they wish they could network more um, just with other professionals within the city so I mean that came out from um, some med students who actually talked about how they didn't really know anything outside the universities. Oh. Um, so I know networking's a big, big issue that people want.
0: And it should be. You know, networking mm-hmm. can get you anywhere in life. It gets people, a lot of people, their jobs that they have is uh, earned through networking. So it's extremely valuable tool and we're going to try to do more networking events mm-hmm. as we can and we try to collaborate with other young professional organizations as well to host those um we had our holiday mixer in december where we collaborated with engaged Cl- cleveland and they brought to they were the ones that pretty much hosted it and they brought together uh quite a few young professional organizations and that was a great opportunity to network so we put a l- high emphasis on it so we're going to definitely give more of that back to our e- members
3: that's great
1: yes networking is um unbelievably helpful uh my job right now where i work it's a funny thing my friend and coworker actually helped me uh, get this job, and I met her in a ballet class. Oh, wow. And we were the only two adults in there, and I was still working <laughs> at my old company. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I, well, I mean, it was down the street okay. from where we lived. It was oh. like right in the middle, as a matter of fact. So, you know, obviously being in, in a ballet class full of mostly high schoolers, you, you start to feel a bit awkward, so us two adults, we kind of just kind of <laughs> cloistered and migrated towards each other, so... Mm. And That's she good. Help me find my job now. So, I'm very thankful. Oh, yeah. Mm. So,
0: yeah, we're at, we'll do more networking events.
1: Any ballet classes? <laughs> you
0: know what? That was the, the this is the first request for it. Really? So, we will Yeah, we were trying to do some more social events too. So, oh, I nice. could see how ballet would fit into the social world, you know, yeah. if, if it interests <laughs> any of our members, they could definitely get together. And do mm-hmm. that. We're gonna do. We're gonna throw more social events like bowling and yes. just yeah. fun. You know, I think we're gonna s- embrace snow here shortly for some of the members. <laughs> Not me, but some of our members. I think want to do some fun stuff like tobogganing or mm-hmm. snow tubing. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna we're gonna do as much as we can keep our members engaged. Gotcha. So yeah.
3: I'm actually looking at your website right now, seeing a lot of events you guys been doing in 2012. It's we, amazing.
0: Yeah, we recently mm. did. We recently updated the website too. Yeah, that's um, I noticed too. And we're going to be doing more updates to it. My goal is to get a calendar up there because mm-hmm. we're since we're growing, we're having all these events, maybe like two or three a month, and maybe even eventually one one event a week. Mm-hmm. We want to at least have a calendar that all our members can mm-hmm. refer to, so that they could see what's coming up and not miss anything. Because sometimes you know the emails don't always get to your inbox, so. Yeah. We're going to find every way we can to communicate with our members.
3: So if, if you're doing all these events and then you had to go to work... Would that give you any any other you know break time or relaxing time with your boyfriend?
0: Oh, he'll say no. <laughs> he, he believe me, he asks all the time for his me time, and it doesn't. I unfortunately, he's probably neglected that poor thing. <laughs> but at least he knows that I know it if he's listening. <laughs> that I know that he's sometimes neglected, but it does take you know some time, and you know a lot a lot of planning is involved, and but I think me and Rachel do what we can to mm-hmm. go home and spend time with our boyfriends mm. and try
1: to have a life too. Yeah.
2: And they're very understanding boyfriends. <laughs>
0: I
1: hope <Yeah. laughs> do they, do they yeah. go to all these events as well. I mean, do you have to kind of drag him to go or? Mm. Mm.
0: I don't want to throw him under the bus now. <laughs> <laughs> he, all right, he'll I'm go. He'll go you know what? He'll. Um, I, I don't want to uh, force anything on him. So. I I typically invite him to the I tip, well, I will invite him to everything, mm-hmm. but I do make sure place higher emphasis on certain events than others. So he knows the events that are important. He'll go to those for mm-hmm. sure. So yeah, a-
2: you know he comes. My boyfriend he comes when he can. You know he's pretty involved with church and just with. Like other groups. Mm-hmm. And so,
0: yeah, he comes when he comes. And the funny thing about Rachel is that she met her boyfriend mm-hmm. through Motivations. Oh, wow. Yeah. wow. Look
2: at that. Congratulations. That. <laughs> so it's a Love day, and Motivations.
1: <laughs> Isn't that the same thing
3: happened to V when he uh, met Jen?
1: I think so. Through, made the mod-
3: through Motivations also? I believe so.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so too. Did yeah. they know each other outside of Motivations? Because if remember. they don't, then yeah, they did.
3: Huh? <laughs> Look, you can just we should drag
1: it. them in here sometime. <laughs> sure, probably you probably yeah. ask them. <laughs> yeah. You
3: can advertise in a website. You know, Motivation can hook you up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, like I said, it's networking. I didn't say mm-hmm. it was you know for personal <laughs> or professional. <laughs> so yeah, just and Rachel's met a lot of. Well, we we've, we've all met a lot of people through this mm-hmm. organization yeah. and made a lot of friends. Mm-hmm. So. People that you meet within the organization—they, I mean, I know Rachel and her friends go out to eat all the time. She's a foodie. Yeah.
1: Oh wow!
0: Yeah, and she, she she goes on Yelp and she reviews all these restaurants. So these wow. restaurants better be good when she walks in the door because she will tell. And um, yeah, you know, we all have a good time. We all go out every now and then and socialize.
1: So there's a lot of good people here in Cleveland to meet. Definitely, I can I can vouch for that. <laughs> Plenty of people to. Uh, Um, come in and do a guest spot on our radio, so stay tuned. Anyway, just while we're on topic, starting February 3rd, tune in to WJCU's 88.7 FM and embrace a journey to the Asian Pacific Americans' culture and events happening in Northeast Ohio. Join us every Sunday on WJCU's 88.7 FM at 7 p.m. with Asia Town Voice, the only on-air radio about your community in Cleveland. Asia Town Voice, the voice of the Asian Pacific American community in Northeast Ohio.
3: So, does anybody have any idea other events happening for Lunar New Year hap- in Cleveland that people should know or be aware of?
1: The Cleveland Public Library should be doing one, but. Uh, I mean, they do one every year. They didn't do it last year, which is unique. So I imagine it should be coming. And they usually have it in March.
3: Yeah, okay. So. I know the the... Uh, what about the solo and Chinese CCCCA? You're That's obviously. today. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's I'm going right. there right after this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> and CPEA is having one in February 24. Mm-hmm. Uh, Asian friends, and Asian friends Cleveland having one on the 16th. And if you guys want to see all the different lion dance performances, uh, it's actually on the website ocagc.org. You can find out all the different time and date that the Quan family can be f- performing in Cleveland and the Wanan Kung Fu lion dance performing in Columbus, Ohio. Yes. Uh, Do we miss anybody? Uh, any other events?
1: No. I mean, there's the Columbus China Day. That's also on the 16th, but uh, there's not too many details on that.
3: So today we have a uh, lots of dinner eating. You know, first, the motivation, and then go to CCCCC. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> I w- I wear sweatpants. So <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of restaurants around town that are still doing line dancing this weekend and next yeah. weekend. Yeah. So, you know, mm. I think if people look for them, they'll find them. I think we was still doing line dancing and dinners too oh, next yeah? weekend. Yes, yeah, they yeah. Do.
3: nice. So which? Okay, this is a bit impartial. What food is your favorite food? Asian food-wise. Let, let's not mention mm. uh, restaurant names because we don't want people to get upset with us. <laughs> but let's okay. say what type of food you is you're the most fond of.
1: I think it really depends on you know somebody's mood. Yes, <laughs> I would agree
0: because I love, I love all kinds of Asian foods, but I guess my ultimate favorite would have to be Mama's Home Cooking. Yeah? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I do love Mama's Home Cooking, but in a close second is pho. But yes. then again, you know what? Kill two birds with one stone. My mom makes great pho too. Yeah, so. <laughs> there we go.
1: <laughs> you know, there's a saying: you can't buy happiness, but you can buy a bowl of pho, and that's pretty close. It is. So. <laughs> it unfortunately is. for me, mm-hmm.
3: pho is kind of a difficult since it's spicy.
1: You don't eat spicy food. No, I'm fortunate. Oh. oh my god, I eat oh. too Sorry. spicy, in spicy
3: food. In <laughs> fact, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if I
0: had like a hole in my stomach right now. Oh wow. I just pound on the spice.
2: Yeah, I think I love Korean food. Yeah. So Yep. Yeah, I think I had to, like, build a tolerance, though, because Chinese food isn't, especially Chinese food, is not very spicy. And
3: yeah. then it
2: wasn't until I got to college and got more Korean friends that I started slowly building my tolerance. <laughs> yep.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so. like, yeah, Chinese food isn't spicy for me either. I mean, that hot oil stuff, I can just eat it Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, that's not too spicy anymore. But, you know, mm-hmm. Thai, Thai food... Can be really
1: spicy. Yeah, Thai
3: foods can be spicy.
1: And that coconut milk, it's really good. Oh, yeah, and I curries? Love the curries, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my green favorite. curry? Yeah. That's green a spicy and red. one.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: That is a good one. Yeah. Well, we,
3: we're talking about food now, so we can just keep talking about food, right? Yes,
1: yeah, yeah. So we can get hungry again and go, <laughs> I know. And go eat again. <laughs> and maybe it'll make us digest faster. I guess one of my favorite foods, you know, since we're on um, spicy food, is. Uh, The Asian hot pot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's like, a couple different names. I know the Japanese call it shabu-shabu. Yeah. And it's where they bring out a little pot for you, or you can have a big family pot of, like, that'll feed 20 different people, and they bring out plates of raw foods and meats and vegetables and potatoes, and you just cook it all at once or cook it a little bit at a time. And, you know, if you drop the shrimp in there, you got to use that little ladle to find it again. So. That's my favorite. It's more of an adventure. It it is. Yeah, is. I haven't
3: had a hot pot for a while. I'm gonna try to go back there sometime. You should
1: do the non-spicy, Johnny. That's. <laughs> <I> should <laughs> should you should take your non-spicy eating friends with you to go yes. get a hot. Pot. Or just get the the mm-hmm. pot that has two sides.
0: You know that has yeah. a divider. Yeah. And you can yeah. Get yes, a Spicy yes, yes. and a, a mild mm-hmm. side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But man, that's an event. That is an adventure. It's a whole mm-hmm. day event sometimes.
1: Oh yeah. I think <laughs> the last time
0: I had hot pot, well, I actually had it at my house, and I think we ate for like two hours straight. Hmm. Right. It was just, I mean, you sit there long enough, you get hungry again. Yeah, (laughs) pretty much.
1: And plus, you're Mm -hmm. not eating all at once. You have to cook the food, and that little gap in between, you know, you're building up for it, so.
0: Yeah, and then all the Mm -hmm. raw meat infuses into the soup, and the soup is so good (laughs) afterwards you have space. Yeah. But, yeah, Yeah. that soup
1: is phenomenal. It also tests your chopstick skills as well, so.
3: Speaking of chapstick, do you know how to hold it correctly? Yes, I do. Okay. What is? But
1: what I is don't is
0: always it? do correctly. Now, correctly, the the graphics on the packaging when you go to a Chinese restaurant because that is <laughs> yeah. not how I hold it. If that's no, correct. that's
3: that's that's for uh, for the people who try to learn how to hold a chopstick. But you technically speaking, you're supposed to hold the chopstick as far away from the tip as possible. Oh. So that would means that your social classes. So the closer to the t- the bottom of the, f- the the chopstick, it means that you are the. Uh, Peasant levels of
1: family. Person levels? <laughs> That's how they classify them. I actually <laughs> heard something different. <laughs> I hear that the closer you hold them to the bottom, the closer you are, you know, to your parents. But the further you are, the further mm. you live from them, and the further you yeah, it are. Yeah, maybe a different
3: c- because in my in uh when my when, where I grew up, it's basically the further away, it's more closer to the heaven. That's why all Ooh. the emperors they hold the whole mm. high up there. Um, so it's really a ladder.
1: I see. Yeah, it's got a ladder. <laughs> um,
3: I also have a silver. A uh, chopstick, pair, a pair of silver chopstick that can use for testing for poison.
1: Really, really? Uh, my, p- my father How? passed it down to to huh. me. How's that work? Basically, yeah. you
3: put in the food, and then if the, the the silver chopstick change color, you know there's poison in the food. Oh, oh so for tarnishes, like on the spot? Interesting. Yeah, because my father said that when well, my father have uh, royal blood, family in the fa- in the tra- in the past. Oh, so they said royalty.
1: Sh- so <laughs> they have
3: said that um, a lot of people try to poison us. Really? So mm-hmm. that's the only way to know whether or not the food is safety, safe to eat or not.
1: Well, actually, I've heard something else about the silver um, chopsticks. It's uh, a way of testing of whether or not you're a true princess is if you can pick up a quail's egg with a pair of silver chopsticks because they're very slippery, and so is a quail's egg. So, they're they're very tiny. They're like marbles. So wow. <laughs> I'm gonna go out and buy me some silver yeah, chopsticks. chopsticks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where
0: are you gonna find quail eggs? <laughs>
3: well what about dim sum do you guys like dim, dim sum oh my yes. god i love yes. it yes you
0: know just i think uh last weekend my brother came in town from l.a and <coughs> we went to dim sum two days in a row oh wow wow just, uh, yeah i mean that's usually we only go maybe quarterly you know mm-hmm. or something so two days mm-hmm. in a row of dim sum was new for us but we got to try everything in those two days
3: we should probably explain a little bit what dim sum means right
0: yes it's a bunch of dumplings. <laughs> that's all that's all I, That's ever when my, fr- my when my friends ask me what it is, that's exactly what I say. I'm like it's just a large variety of dumplings. You got mm-hmm. pork and mm-hmm. shrimp, some of them with pork and shrimp, shrimp yeah. and chives, you know, shrimp and rice dumplings. It's just really good. Mm-hmm. sometimes just like
1: uh, rice um, thick rice noodles wrapped around shrimp. And yeah. it's, I think it's healthy, right? I mean, it's all steamed. Uh, it depends on how much you eat. Right. <laughs> oh yeah, if you
0: anything's healthy in moderation, right? <laughs> right. Candy can be healthy if you eat the junior size, <laughs> right, right? And only half of it now, and then the other uh-huh. half next year. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. So the uh, the uh, dim sum in, in 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 a way we call it, it's almost like a brunch. Mm-hmm. You go in the weekend, and then you have people uh, pulling pushing the cart with a different kind of variety or different kind of. A, uh, generally just said earlier I forgot the word dumplings, shabu, dumplings. <laughs> <laughs> different type of dumplings then you just pick the one you want and you eat it but because it de- depending how many people is in the restaurant if they're too busy then it takes forever to come to the next cart mm-hmm. so you get full and hungry again you can t- eat there for a whole day
0: Yep.
1: One yep.
3: Mm-hmm. Really of my good. favorite
0: things there is the tripe, and everybody yeah. looks at me funny because they're like, the "What is feet. tripe?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love chicken feet.
1: Yes, but <laughs> not that many people
0: like chicken feet. I don't know why. It's well,
1: I don't. No, I don't like it. see not, why? Well, why? see the thing is, okay,
0: I I'll, I'll eat anything, but I cannot like it. But I'll eat anything, so I'll. I'll eat chicken feet but it's not my favorite
3: I what's, do what's exactly there to eat on chicken feet
0: it's a skin yeah, The skin little bit chewy.
2: Chewy. <laughs> it's just fat uh, but <laughs> it's like
0: really good fat <laughs> yeah, like, but then when you're eating it it's like you know the knuckles all break and that so, is true <laughs> no. it's not easy <laughs> to a lot of little eat, bones so, yeah,
1: yeah just, just
0: don't don't look at it when you eat at it I'm just <laughs> like, yeah, bones. I don't do well with bones that's no. my thing yeah there <laughs> are a lot of bones but yeah I like I like the tripe though a beef it. stomach yeah.
1: <laughs> And then there's also like if you're, if you're not that adventurous of an eater There's also like tofu And they mm-hmm. have vegetables as well And they have egg custards and little desserts as well So there's something for everyone Oh I do love those mm-hmm. egg custard pies Yeah, those are addicting
3: So where can any listener go to try the dim sum at?
0: Uh, well, there's
1: three
2: places, ahead. right? In Cleveland There's Liwa mm-hmm. There's Bolong And mm-hmm. then
3: there's uh, Emperor's Palace and those three restaurants are located in the Asiatown neighborhood, which mm-hmm. happen to be, what, around this area? Yes. Yeah,
1: yeah. on the yeah. corner. Well, you know, of course, we're on the radio, so nobody knows
3: where we we're yet? talking about. Right. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: so I think it starts on um, East 40th, right? And it goes to about East 30th? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, east, um,
0: east 40th and St. Clair. St. Clair is where Bolong is, mm-hmm. and then East 30th and Payne is where Liwa mm-hmm. is inside the Asia Plaza. And then I believe Emperor's Palace is actually at Rock, near Rockwell in oh, yeah. East Twentieth. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Right, okay. Somewhere it's in that 21st, area. Yeah. Yeah. Or twenty first. And that's old Chinatown, by the way.
3: Um, historical oh. Chinatown.
1: I'm sorry. Historical Chinatown. Oh, it must know be PC. That. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I did not say old.
3: And if you haven't been to the Emperor's Palace, you should check it out. All the decoration there on the walls are all imported from China.
1: Oh, how
0: nice. I've been told the owner. So I was there, was there once already, and I'll have to go back again just to check out the art
3: now. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's pretty impressive.
1: Yeah, so all that talk about food is really awesome, and yes, I definitely will be ready to eat again. But what about desserts? What are some of your favorite desserts?
2: So one of my favorite desserts is Filipino ice cream. So <laughs> my mom's side is all from Philippines, and so we always grew up with a lot of... Uh, like Filipino, like foods and whatnot, and so there's a specific brand called Magnolia ice cream. You can find it at um, like Park to Shop or you know one of those grocery stores, mm-hmm. um, and it's just it's really good. They have like ube, they have taro ice cream, they have mango. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> it's never, uh,
2: yeah, it's it's a little bit more expensive than your typical ice cream, but it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to try that one. I'm not a big
0: hmm. s- sweets person, but I do love the egg custard pies. That is yeah. my favorite Chinese dessert. Um, mm. I really love Duran. People, oh. people look at me funny. Me the stinky Maoli. fruit. Yeah, the stinky fruit. <laughs> I love it. I think it's so delicious. I, maybe it's just uh, it's an acquired taste, I guess, because my family lo- likes it a lot. But everybody used. To, yeah, everybody says it's stinky. But maybe it's just because I'm used to it that. I actually mm. don't mind the smell <laughs> at all. I like it. How do you cut those things? Yeah. They look really hard. <laughs> don't or ask spiky. me. spiky. <laughs> don't ask me. I just eat it. That's all <laughs> I'm good at is eating it. But you know, at the grocery that store, they do sell them um, frozen. Oh, nice. So okay. just like hmm. in a plastic container already hmm. taken out of the, the little spiky. Are you, are you talking
3: about most grocery stores for the Asian grocery store or most The American? Asian grocery Asian store. Asian grocery in the Which section. is located yeah. at...
0: Well, there's a lot of Asian grocery <laughs> stores. They're all in the Chinatown, air, Asia Town area. So, you know, do you want me to just list a bunch of? Just them? list one
3: or two. That'll be good.
0: There's uh, Park to Shop is the, one of the bigger ones that's uh, attached to pl- Asia Plaza at mm-hmm. 30th and Payne. Then some of then we have the other big one that's Asia,
3: Asia Town Center, Asia, Asia Towns, food. Asia, Asia Food, food
0: Company Center. that's in yep. Asia Town Center.
3: Wait, is that? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And
0: and they moved there. I mean, that was like a a big move for them. And that is located at... 38th and Superior. Superior? Yeah, Yeah. 38th Mm -hmm. and Superior. Then we have Tink Hall and Good Harvest. Mm -hmm. And those are both located on Payne Avenue. Yeah, they're on Payne. Yeah. So just some little ones around, but they're all good to go to and they're so affordable right I mean, oh my god the vegetables out here yeah and, and they're so it, fresh too. i know sometimes exactly. it's worth the drive mm-hmm. out here just to buy vegetables i mean mm-hmm. you go to some of your local grocery stores in the suburbs mm-hmm. and i mean you got broccoli that's you know two dollars a bunch yeah and you go to this place Seriously? and it's like a dollar a bunch it's like half the price all the time on everything definitely since we're
3: talking about you know on dessert and bakery stuff <laughs> We should probably mention one one bakery store here that we all go to all the Co-coa time. Co-coa. Bakery. Yeah.
1: Local yeah. Bakery is very good. It's very, mm-hmm. very good.
0: They make, they even, you know, they have food too. It's not even oh, just yeah. mm-hmm. baked goods. You can buy all kinds of buns that are, you know, I think I got one once that had uh, sour cabbage and pork really? in it. Oh, yeah. Oh. That was good. I love sour cabbage. I've never
1: seen that there. I have to go, go more often. Yeah,
0: they have all kinds. I mean, they have things that they change daily too i think you just gotta look on that when you first walk in they have that
1: really tiny like heated Mm -hmm. one. yeah that's the stuff that's got like the real (laughs) food ones in there gotcha do they see that yeah i see it Uh, my brother always gets the hot dog buns (laughs) 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 for the more western taste (laughs) Mm -hmm. but it's not just the food i mean it's a really upbeat atmosphere you just walk in there there's like Mm -hmm. fun you know Sea pop music playing. There's yep. plants everywhere. It's green. It's very clean. So. They have free Wi Fi. Yeah. And bubble tea. That's definitely. Yep. Bubble tea. That, is, bubble tea. Yeah, that I, is one of my favorites. Bubble tea will never be old. It will always be good.
3: And I don't like mm. the taste of it. Oh really? So. Oh. Well, how, oh, really? How do you
1: not like the taste when there's I, like 12 I don't different know. flavors? I yeah. tried a few those. just <laughs> could handle it. The tapioca bubbles make it so much better.
3: The only thing I like would be a uh, watermelon smoothie.
1: Yeah, no, those are pretty good, too. They have Every smoothies, go, right, too. Yeah, that. definitely. That's so you are like, like the fruit flavor? They have fruit-flavored bubble tea, don't they? Let's see. Johnny doesn't like spicy food. He doesn't oh, like sweet Chinese. food. <laughs> no, he
0: does He <laughs> like just said he liked the watermelon smoothie, right?
3: Yeah. Uh, okay. So then
0: maybe he'll like, I don't know, do they have, like, strawberry or pineapple you they know? Do. bubble tea or something? That,
3: I tried it also last time and didn't like it either. Uh-huh. I ju- maybe I just very picky. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Try some others. There's still more flavors. <laughs> okay, more.
1: Are, are you trying to do like a, a food competition where you know our listeners have to cook a meal and you'll taste it and see what you like uh, and approve?
3: You know, that would be a great <laughs> idea. If, if any listener right now would like to cook for me <laughs> <laughs> one a day, be, I'll be happy to taste <laughs> the food and they'll give you a ratings.
1: It can't be spicy or yeah, sweet. No spicy, no sweet. Can Although, really you know, like the watermelon. funny thing
3: though, though is when I was a kid, I live in uh, Taiwan and mm-hmm. uh, every time before I get home, I would go and pick up so tofu,
1: yes yeah, stinky tofu
3: <laughs> and I miss that so bad I do too it, you know it's, it's very spicy but I love it so much but nobody here can make those
1: it's like a sweet spice and, and you have to ferment the tofu a certain way which makes it stinky think of it like a blue cheese it smells really bad and it's really strong tasting but it's an acquired taste and if you love it you love it Yeah. so that's kind of what stinky tofu is like even the, the, the stinky tofu I had this past summer in 2012 When I went to China, it wasn't even as stinky as I remembered. (laughs) I was disappointed. (laughs) Maybe I went to like a commercial place. I don't know. But yeah.
3: So if anybody, any listener knows about any place I can go get some tofu, please let me know.
1: Some (laughs) good stinky tofu. Yes, some
3: good stinky tofu.
1: (laughs) Well, ladies and gentlemen, this uh, is nearing the end of our hour. We want to thank WJCU again for giving us this opportunity to share our cultural diversity. Thank you for tuning in. We will be here Sundays from 7 to 8 p.m. at 88.7 fm.
3: And we also want to thank Jennifer Liu and Rachel Ain to be here for Motivations. really appreciate you guys to be here with us.
1: Well, oh, thanks for having yes. us.
3: So uh, we keep partying on.
1: It
0: was our <laughs> pleasure. <laughs> See you guys later. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. 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 Starting February 3rd, tune in to WJCU's 88.7 FM and embrace a journey to the Asian Pacific Americans' culture and events happening in Northeast Ohio. Join us every Sunday on WJCU's 88.7 FM at 7 p.m. with Asia Town Voice, the only on-air radio about your community in Cleveland. Asiatown Voice, the voice of the Asian Pacific American community in Northeast Ohio. Asiatown Voice is on Sunday at 7 p.m. on WJCU's 88.7 FM radio.